it was just a whole mind-blowing experience. I got to stay in this Airbnb in just a private room with this totally awesome family who showed me everything about Jujifora for from a locals perspective. I got to taste all the food. I got to go see all the hidden gems, the really cool bars. Bar de Bogoji was awesome. That's one of my most favorite places. And it's actually world famous as well for um, their location. And it kind of sparked something inside of me because my family had, my parents had this, had started to get older. So they moved downstairs and they had this apartment upstairs in their house that they had set up. Well, they turned it into an apartment and they were just having terrible experiences with long-term renters. And so they wanted to, to try something new and they needed the income. And so I came back and I was like, well, let's just do Airbnb. And my mom was like, yeah, let's do it. And my dad was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this Airbnb thing is like strangers in your home. And I was like, I just moved to a whole nother country for an Airbnb. Like it's not that bad. I promise. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't until like a family was picking up a whole bunch of furniture from me uh, that I had created and they were picking it all up for an Airbnb that they were doing about a mile and a half away. And so my parents were like, all right, you got three months to prove us wrong. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's good, E? Brother, what a day. Like, I don't think... So if you have listened to the last so episode 37 and 38, these are all recorded on the same day. This is also the same day as our 24-hour uh, clubhouse run. And... Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever spoken so much in my life, uh, but I am energized by our by our guests and by the questions and the clubhouse and the vibe and just the amount of notes that I have. I have pink post-its all over my desk from like different notes. I'm going to have to kind of find a way to like put them into a system <laughs> once we're done. And uh, and my poor wife has been getting text messages on our on our idea what's up we have an idea what's up uh, little group and i'm like this and she's like what is this she's like i'll explain later i have no time and then it's just this has been going on all day um so she might divorce me soon if i don't stop but that's a whole different story uh but yeah man that's it's great love it i love it well let's dive right in because the guests that we met today we actually met on clubhouse when we were hosting a room she hopped in and added a ton of value so we were like man we got to get her on the podcast so today we have Tia Bailey with us. She is a 29-year-old serial entrepreneur who got into the short-term rental industry because of an internship she'd taken in Brazil. Uh, she stayed with an Airbnb family for three months and got to experience Brazil like a true local. She realized that this would be an amazing opportunity that her family could take advantage of. And when she got back in 2017, she convinced her parents to turn their upper apartment into a home uh, on Airbnb. And then due to the immediate financial success that it had, 
her parents were able to start paying off their credit card debt and be able to start a savings. And now, I mean, she's up to over 75 rentals across uh, three states between four companies that she either owns or is a part owner in. So without further ado, Miss Tia Bailey, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. <laughs> I love, thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh, yeah, Clubhouse. Whew. There's a reason they call it Crack House. <laughs> you get addicted <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you, you kind of got a taste of Airbnb in Brazil and then you, you brought it home to mom and dad and kind of walk us through that whole conversation with them and then how you've scaled this thing up. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm a firm believer that like everybody goes through a mid midlife crisis, meaning you don't need, it's not necessarily in your forties. It's like in your twenties, somewhere between your like mid to late twenties or somewhere in your maybe early twenties. Um, you, there's just a time in your life when you're kind of cutting out the toxic people in your life. You're trying to determine what you want to do for like a career. Um, in my case, I actually had, my brother had passed away from colon rectal cancer. And then a year and a half before that, my two, two of my nieces had passed away. And so I was just like in a really bad spot. And so I finished my schooling and I immediately saw an internship board um, out, outside the the classroom. And so it was like, Hey, paid internship to Brazil, leave in four weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm going to apply. Because <laughs> the only thing they wanted you to be was either a female and then be able to speak English fluently. And I was like, I can do those two things. <laughs> so, um, and I've always had an obsession with Brazil since I was little, specifically f- uh, because of my brother who had passed away. And so that got me, that little sign got me just from like an emotional standpoint. And because of everything that I was going through, I was just like, that's it, I'm doing it. So I literally applied for it. They gave me the okay. I picked up my visa paperwork and my passport in San Francisco on a layover to go to this trip. So I was really close on cutting it, <laughs> like paperwork wise. Um, and like, it was just a whole mind blowing experience. I got to stay in this Airbnb in just a private room with this totally awesome family who showed me everything about Jujifora for from a local's perspective. I got to taste all the food. I got to go see all the hidden gems, the really cool bars. Bar de Bogoji was awesome. That's one of my most favorite places. And it's actually world famous as well for um, their location. And it kind of sparked something inside of me because my family had, my parents had this, had to start and get older. So they moved downstairs and they had this apartment upstairs in their house that they had set up. Well, they turned it into an apartment. And they were just having terrible experiences with long-term renters. And so they wanted to, to try something new and they needed the income. And so I came back and I was like, well, let's just do Airbnb. And my mom was like, yeah, let's do it. And my dad was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this Airbnb thing is like strangers in your home. And I was like, I just moved to a whole nother country for an Airbnb. Like it's not that bad. I promise. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't until like a family was picking up a whole bunch of furniture from me, uh, that I had created and they were picking it all up for an Airbnb that they were doing about a mile and a half away. And so my parents were like, all right, you got three months to prove us wrong, to prove us, to prove to us that, you know, this is something worthwhile. And their first month that we put it on there, they weren't even fully full and they made, so they were, okay. So if their rent for this space was about a thousand dollars a month. So their first month they made 1750. 
Their second month, they made $2,250. And then their third month, they made $2,800. So the money talks. <laughs> ching Look exactly. at that. Exactly. And so my dad was like, okay, you're on to something. So you need to go start a business. So I did. And my mom was like, I'll be your cleaner because I like to clean. I'm six or seven kids in my family. So my mom has been a, a stay-at-home mom for over 40 years between the age gap between all of us. <laughs> so, um, it was definitely an, an amazing financial opportunity for them as well, because my mom for the first like year and a half made more money than I did <laughs> so, as a cleaner. And she was making more money than my dad was at his full-time job. So, <laughs> it became a whole beast in and of its own. And then I was just so excited that I just couldn't stop thinking about the whole Airbnb thing and trying to grow and doing all these different things. And, uh, you know, like my first full year, full year, for full first year and a half in business, I actually quintupled my company. And then it started to slowly grow from there. And then I quintupled it again during COVID, where now I have 75 rentals and we just picked up another 12 unit project that we'll be working on this next week. Mm. Damn. That, that's such an love amazing it. story. Love and, uh, that. and I love, uh, and that's always the difference between a mom and a dad, right? Like the mom is always <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. And the dad is like, wait, wait, let me see it. And then as soon as you start making money, that is like, yeah, 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 this is great. No, uh, no, do 100%. it. Yeah, run like, with it. Exactly. And yeah. there's always, like, anytime you talk to homeowners about something or landlords, and they're, especially if you're talking about like a partnership with them, because I didn't do rental arbitrage. So my entire Seattle company was built on partnerships with homeowners where I said, Hey, you give me the home, you furnish the property. I'll design it. Like I'll go out and buy the furniture, but you fund the property, um, which I ended up making money off of as well. And I will basically do all the legwork for you. And so it was just this really, really, really cool way where I didn't have to put my name on a lease. I didn't have to put my, I didn't have to put any capital up front. I didn't have to do pretty much anything outside of get this thing staged and just run it. And then I took a percentage of whatever came through. And so it was like just a whole new ball game for in regards to like short-term rentals and like the opportunities that could really come out of it too. And homeowners were, I've actually never lost a homeowner um, contract wise unless they sold their home. <laughs> so, which yeah, is I love that. And that's quite that's- an accomplishment. That's the model that we use to scale, right? And people like don't believe that it's possible. So one thing I want to ask you, because everybody asks me, like, how do you find these people? Like, what do you say to them? So what's been your best lead source for you for, uh, for the co-hosting model? Do you guys actually, were you guys around when Airbnb actually had a co-hosting program yeah. on their, like where you could actually sign up for a wait list and then homeowners would reach out to you and you would send out a bid to be like, to do the work for them. Um, that was actually how I got my second house, that second property. And mm-hmm. then the third property, I actually posted my services on Craigslist and a homeowner reached out beautiful home. I was shocked that this dude was searching on Craigslist for somebody because <laughs> I'm like, that sounds sketchy. <laughs> and I was only 26 back then too. Um, and I had no background in real estate at all. So this was like, I knew customer service and that's, that was my expertise, my, my niche, you could say. And it wasn't until, and I got stuck. Cause I was like, okay, I have three houses. It's just me and my mom cleaning me, handling everything. I need to figure out like some cool, like system to kind of scale and do this. Cause I definitely want to do this full time. 
And it wasn't until I got introduced to a networking group called BNI. And these BNI professionals are incredible. So they meet, they basically meet once a week and their whole purpose of meeting together is to grow each other's businesses. And you have one profession per, per spot, basically. So you, you're not competing against somebody else in your industry. You're actually building relationships with them. And that was the first, like I went from three properties to 12 properties in nine months because of them. So, and they brought me like that. high quality people too. So it wasn't, and I like, cause one of the biggest things was I was young, no background. I wasn't throwing my name on a lease. I wasn't throwing money down. Like having these BNI individuals being that third party credibility for me to their clients and to their like networks was just incredible because then only the people that wanted to get into short-term rentals or homeowners who were already open to the idea, those were the people that were automatically being sent to me. I didn't have to cold call. I didn't have to show up to these like open houses. I didn't have to send out landlord letters. I didn't have to do anything. Like these people were already open. They had already heard from a friend that, Hey, you know, Tia's, you know, you need to talk to Tia because she's in the short-term rental industry. I think she could really help. And then boom, it just exploded from there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it gets you. I I was in BNI for a year for a different business. This was probably six years ago when I was building a photography studio, and it was an amazing experience. And the thing that it helped me so much with was refining my pitch because I never knew how to sell mm-hmm. anything. I was an accountant by trade, and I was trying to learn how to build a business. But every week you're doing that 60 second pitch or whatever it is, 60 60 seconds or two minutes, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then whatever, every 12 or 15 weeks, you give a full, what, 30 minute presentation or something like that. Uh, It's eight minute, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's like, I, I learned presentation skills. I learned how to sell. I learned how to network and yeah, I mean, it was an amazing opportunity and you just meet some awesome people that are entrepreneurs and business owners. So Oh, it's all around get, the country, right? It's it's, oh, it's, it's international, right? It's international, international. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a like we say this all the time, and we talked about it on the clubhouse a lot lately. Is like at the end of the day, um, the most important resource that we have in this business is other people. Hundred and and the great thing about joining a group like that, and it's almost like joining like a church group or like or or like when you get introduced to like I I join a lot of uh, like italian groups right like it mm-hmm. just that that element that immediately gives you credibility but then immediately has people looking at you as like he or she is part of my of my tribe i'm gonna take care of them oh, 100%. and that way you'll grow your business so quickly and they're all warm leads which is the most important thing that you want because it's so much easier if somebody's hyping you up and then you show up and you're awesome and they're like you're just as awesome as I said. Are you like, yeah, right? Um, so how did you, so you got that second property through um, through the Airbnb thing, right? Then you got that next one through Craigslist. Um, are you, have you grown the entire model even now that you have 75 units? Has that all been on the management model or have you switched to our no. arbitrage now? Yeah, so... I, so a student reached out to me, he had done a click funnel, do it yourself, Airbnb short term rental course, um, that he had heard my interview on because the, the guy, the gentleman interviewed me. And so he was like, 
I want to learn what you're doing because I definitely don't want to be putting up all this capital. And so in 2019, November of 2019, this, I told this guy, I was like, look, I'll come out. Like you fly me out. I'll train you for like dirt cheap and I will help you fix the two rentals that you have. So in turn around, like turn your, you know, occupancy around, I'll make sure that your, your listing is optimized and that you're, you know, making money. So he flies me out to the Midwest, which I've never been to <laughs> before. So definitely it was very cold. So that was a shocker. Uh, and I came out here and I was looking at his numbers and I was looking at his listing and seeing it in person. And I was like, you're getting this kind of a return only on like a 30% occupancy. And so it kind of just like dawned on me like, whoa, there's this, I think, I think this is like a hidden market. And so I started like really researching the area and there was only like 11 Airbnbs out in this area. And so I was like, what the heck? And this guy had two of them. So I'm like, okay. So we, I went in, I stayed at the Airbnb. I spent all night, I rearranged all the furniture. We went out the next day, we purchased a whole bunch of like decor. Um, and I like trained them for basically two to three days on like, Hey, this is how you need to do it. This is how you need to you know, be setting up your Airbnbs, go, go get your photographers. The photographer comes over, takes pictures, they start posting it. And immediately the revenue and their occupancy started going up because the, the look that they had was catering more towards college students. Cause there's a private university around the corner from them. Whereas they needed to be catering to the families. They need to be catering to their parents. They needed to be catering to the doctors, the nurses, to everybody who was in this city that they just were not thinking outside of the box for and this guy was also an engineer so he was like all about the numbers and I'm like yeah but you can't be just about the numbers like people respond to visuals <laughs> so if you can get them from a visual standpoint your numbers will just fill, figure themselves out so he started making killer money and I just could not get the city out of my head and so I reached out to him literally in February during the whole COVID thing and I was like look I'm going to partner with you or I would like to partner with you and I'll fly in. I'll decorate any of the properties that we come through. You know, we'll get them photographed. You be the boots on the ground. I'll handle the entire online communication portion of it. And it exploded. We literally across the eight rentals that we had together. Like we went from like one rental in March to two rentals in April to eight rentals by June. So it was like wow. just super fast and they filled like we were making, you know, on some of them, like a four or 500% return a month. So it was like, what the freak? <laughs> like, definitely onto something. So during our grand opening of one of the, cause one of these units, we actually had six of them all together. They were brand new built. Um, they were just finishing off the unit as I, like I had flown in and they had six of them. So we did a grand opening for them because we wanted people to know, Hey, this is a brand new units out here. You know, there's nothing in this area in the last like 15, 20 years that's been built. Um, you know, so we wanted people to send their corporate companies and their clients and everybody here. And one of the people at the grand opening was like, Hey, I just got a phone call from, um, you know, one of my clients, he's got another huge building in the downtown area. That's only like 15, 20 minutes from here are you interested in checking it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? 
But I do have a plane at like nine, like a lot of the M. So as long as I'm at the airport by like nine, nine thirty, <laughs> like I'm totally cool. So um, we get to this place like super early the next morning and I'm walking into a project that just blew my mind. So it's these two massive warehouses that have 36 loft style apartments inside of it. There's 21 studios and 15 one bedrooms. And they like loft style. So they're like really big. I'm actually living in one right now. Uh, but there's, they were meant for long-term renters. So they have fully, fully equipped kitchens and everything like that. And I'm walking through it and I, I'm like, oh, this is really, really, really cool. And they're like, oh yeah, let's take you downstairs. And I was like, there's a downstairs. I'm pretty sure we came in at ground level. <laughs> like, where did we come from? Um, and then I realized that this thing was huge. So we go downstairs and there's about 13,000 square feet of commercial space below this building. Wow. That's actually on main street. So I was like, what the, what the heck? And there were no walls in this building yet. So I'm walking through all the different spaces and I'm like, what am I technically standing in? And they're like, well, you're in the new bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So I had like, I didn't have any real concept of like, how big the individual spaces were going to be but my gut instinct told me like take it and I was like what the heck what kind of voice just told me to take it what Jiminy Cricket is telling you to take a whole project um but that voice just would not go away and like everything and like my whole like it's kind of like a weird feeling but my whole body resonated and just pretty much was just like, go talk, go tell the owner of the building, you're taking the entire project. And so I did, I walked up to this guy and I was like, I'm taking both buildings. <laughs> so don't, don't sign contracts with anybody else. I'll be back. I'll figure out how to get the down deposit in the, and whatever. And I mean, this building cost me about $72,000 a month, but it is amazing and it's the first time and I'm what I'm doing is something that no no other company is doing and actually there's a company in Miami that's kind of getting towards the direction that I'm doing um their project is coming out in a couple years but no no one's doing what I'm doing on this level and not this scale so it's crazy but it's been amazing so I'm super excited about it (laughs) super exciting um, so what, what market is this in? If you don't mind me asking, uh, Peoria, Illinois. Okay. Awesome. And so now, now you have transitioned to a arbitrage kind of. Yeah. So my okay. second company with that partner was, um, the one that we had eight with, that was a mix. It was like a partnerships and with, uh, arbitrage. And then for this particular project, it's straight arbitrage. Um, Got that. it. And so you're going to do your upstairs just for the sake of understanding the upstairs one is going to be Airbnb units. And then mm-hmm. downstairs, are you doing like a pure space kind of kind of model or, or what is the model? So there downstairs? are um, 27 units upstairs. And uh-huh. then so we kept those the pet free units basically so downstairs all of the units down here which is what i live in uh they're all dog friendly so we were like oh, okay because the flooring is totally different like up there they have the the original old school hardwood floors and then down here we have like the lvp basically so mm-hmm. in the event space i have a cafe 
So we're where we bring in Seattle coffees and fun drinks. We have an event center slash venue that we are okay to do like concerts, um, farmers markets, galas, auctions, anything and everything. And then we have a rentable lounge that doubles as you can turn it. We have the furniture is movable and rearrangeable, or you can move it in and out. So you can have photographers, you can have conferences, you can have um, movie marathons, especially with movie theaters being closed down. These guys can come in and they can rent it out for like a hundred bucks and watch a whole like three or four movies with their families and have like a whole special like thing with them. And then we partnered with like uh, the restaurant across the street and they're willing to like, if you have a themed party to make food for the party that's themed that way. So if you wanted to do like a Lord of the Rings marathon, they will have, they'll provide Lord of the Ring type food for you as like part of the package. Um, We have a gift shop. We created a social media room. So it's think, have you ever guys ever heard of like a, a selfie museum? Just no. I mean, I can just imagine, but no. So, selfie museum. So look up selfie museums. So they're super cool. I'm People pay right like fifty to seventy-five dollars an entry ticket, and all they do is go in and take photos on these backgrounds and these like stage uh-huh. spaces for their we social have, media. We have one in Miami. I had no idea this was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're in Miami. Yeah, I live in Boca, which is like 35, 40 minutes on top of Miami. Yeah, do you know where Brickell is? Yeah. Okay, massive project. I'll definitely shoot that out to you. Massive yeah, project it. going out down it. there. This For looks sure. awesome. Yeah, isn't it fucking fun? So we have a much smaller space, but we have three different walls. So like our first theme that we're doing, one wall will have this four and a half foot inflatable rubber duck that people can sit on. And then we have like 400 little ducks and the wall will be yellow. And then the next wall will be like this melon color and they'll have like all these pink hearts and champagne. I, got this, I don't know if you can actually see, oh, you can't because of the glare, but I actually have like a three foot um, champagne glass <laughs> like behind me for it. And then we have a, like a dog art wall. So we have like all these canvases that are gonna be going up on this white wall. Um, and the dogs and all the different animals are like, have like rainbow colors as part of it. And so we have a trapeze that we're actually whole hanging. So people can actually take pictures with their dogs, but also have like this, like hang out on this trapeze and just have fun. So we created something that is extremely holistic. So we get people of every age interested in it, right? So you have kids and you have young people and you have, you know, millennials who are really going to be interested in just that selfie area. And then on top of that, we're bringing like good coffee to them because the coffee out here is sad (laughs) and it's expensive. So we're bringing out the good coffee to them uh, and create, and it's all in this. So similar to how your guys' backgrounds are these, this like black brick, all of the commercial space has red brick red brick it's a little bit whitewashed and and whatnot so it's it's just this amazing gorgeous industrial feel to everything and then we have the event center so we put we're you know promoting um especially weddings and receptions right now because with covid everybody's wedding got pushed out to specific dates and now all of these wedding venues around us are hella full so we started partnering with all those wedding venues and saying hey guess what we got 36 apartments that it's 
walking distance to your venue. You sent, just send me a list of everybody that you got from like a bridal standpoint, we'll contact them and we got, we got their lodging covered. And then we t- there's one right across the street as well. And so we were like, hey, send your people over to here. We'll get, them, we'll get them all squared away. And if you guys need extra space, guess what? We got an event center that they can come in and utilize for cocktail hour or whatever it is. And so we turned every single space, like even the cafe, once after three o'clock when we close, you can rent the cafe. You can rent out every aspect of this lower, this lower building. And I mean, I've just in the last 24 hours, I've done six tours between businessmen, photographers. We had a video crew call us last night at like 830 and they showed up at nine for a tour. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was watching a Korean drama, but I got this. I'm in my sweatpants. (laughs) But there it's, it's something that we haven't even officially gone public with it. Like we haven't even had our grand opening because we're still working on everything, but we're already filling our calendars. We already have a third of our rooms completely full for the next six months to a year, because there's also a massive construction project on going on 30 miles away. And there's no one that has amazing rentals like what we have. And so these guys are like, we're willing to drive the 30 miles to just stay in your place. I'm like, okay, great. Send all your people, bring them. <laughs> I love this. Like this, this ties this into is amazing. the episode this that we have with James Murphy, fun. where yeah. he talked about, you know, the advice he gave at the end was <clears throat> you have to be okay with taking risks. And if that gut, if your gut is telling you, this is the opportunity, like just take that leap of faith. Cause I, I guarantee you were probably poo-pooing your pants a little bit when you were signing a lease for 76 grand a month or whatever. Like it was a risk, but oh, like huge. you had a vision for like what you wanted. And it sounds like this is place is going to be incredible and you're yeah, creating a destination. Like yeah. you are the destination now. Exactly. And, and the crazy thing is I'm right next to the baseball park. So the base, their baseball stadium is right behind my building. Mm. you can see it from our windows. You can walk across the street and be right at their gates. Yeah. And if you go the opposite direction, you're one and a half blocks away from the riverfront. So you're, you're right next to all of the restaurants, all the best bars in town. You're we're a five minute drive across the bridge to the best portion of town, which is where all their shopping and their major restaurants are. So it's just a killer, killer, killer location. And I was like, yeah, this rent's expensive, but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do it. (laughs) Screw it. (laughs) That is amazing. And I, I am, first of all, heads off to you. And, and I, I love the vision. And I think that is the main thing about our business and our just like sharing economy, right? It's just the Mm -hmm. opportunity. As long as you can think outside of the box, it's just like, I mean, even the fact that you rent the, the coffee spot like how brilliant is that right but it's it's what really allows us to maximize cash flow it's mm-hmm. how we can rent things by the night and then with all of the all of the brains are going into our industry now with spaces like peer space and just the the social media thing that social media thing is absolutely amazing because that's been my my thought after hearing the peer space i have a property and i'm like how do i redesign the landscaping to make it to make it picture friendly right that people want to go and take pictures um so i absolutely love that um so let's um we also want to be respectful of 
of your time. I feel like we could go on this for forever. I totally can. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you need an artist in Miami, I actually am flying a floor a Florida artist up here for the next install of the artwork that we're going to have up here. So I can totally get you into contact with him. He's I mean, we're we're going to be talking about a lot of things after this. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> we can definitely talk about that but what i would love to kind of bring you back on um is is really um i think there is a big element of having the switch with your with how your mindset approaches and sees opportunity um so what if somebody is listening now because li- really like a couple years ago none of this was none of this was a thing for you right um, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what what would you tell them? Like what would you tell them that has been a um a factor in the upgrading, uh, if I can say, of of your mindset and how you look at opportunities? So the biggest thing is you cannot control everything. I realized once I came out here into Peoria and once I had one of the partners of my company that we, one of the companies out here that we had um, with the eight rentals that it, I was always willing to give up equity in a company, knowing that I had a partner who was going to be putting in equal work or who would have specific responsibilities at that. Like for me, I don't care so much about the money coming in, because I'm all about the service that's being provided to these guests. Like I want people to come through and see and experience something that they can't shut up about. Which sounds, that sounds bad when I say that way, but in reality, like that's, that's totally what it is. And the moment I switched from my mentality from a, how do I make more money to how do I serve more people? that's when the money just came in after that, like the money naturally just followed. And when you're, when you're in this type of industry, your service and the value that you are providing to people, and you're going to start wrecking you guys. Now that I've said this, you are going to start seeing how many big name speakers, how many big conferences are going to be talking about value and how people are going to be wanting more value for the same amount of money, that it's going to be the value that you're providing for this at that same opportunity that somebody else has, that's going to separate you from everybody else. And I had really, when I had scaled super fast last year, I didn't even go on social media. Like <laughs> I maybe posted once or twice, but I, I recognized pretty early on that once you buy, I had to become a person of value in order to truly and authentically provide services that would be valuable to anybody and everybody. Mm. And once I dialed back and kind of like humbled myself over that. And there were some, there were some good lessons that I learned in financial, like one of my projects is not going to be doing well. And I learned the hard way that not every partner not every person is a partner is the best partner for your, for what your vision is. And, you know, that mistake is going to cost me $94,000 after everything is said and done. But if that had not happened, I would not have been in this project, which will make between one to two million dollars in its first year. So I'm like, ninety-four thousand dollars is worth it. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about like 
realizing that you're the value that you have to provide and the service that you're providing to people. And it doesn't have to be something that's like crazy. It doesn't have to be super expensive. Um, something as simple as the gift bags that we leave inside of the, the apartments for our guests um, instead of just having all of it. So here's, okay, here's actually, okay, I'm going to get really excited about this. Um, so you know how I'm sure in your guys' short-term rentals, you have bars of soap, you've got maybe little shampoos and conditioners and things like that. And they're already in, in the units, right? They're already inside the bathrooms for them and whatnot. So we took that same concept. The only difference thing that we did is we went online and bought just like bulk gift bags and tissue paper and we put them in a freaking gift bag and then we wrote their name on it and our, well, our cleaners write the name on it. So they walk in and they see a gift, even though that gift is literally <laughs> just all over their toiletries and things like that, but it has their name on it. So immediately they're recognizing that as, wow, this host, this company is acknowledging me because people love themselves. They love seeing their names written on things. They love being recognized as special in these gifts and especially gifts. Cause when someone gives you a gift, they're acknowledging you as a person, but they're also making you feel special. So it triggers those emotions inside people. So this gift bag total with all the products inside of it, we even give, so we give them shampoo, conditioner, body wash, floss picks, um, a toothbrush, toothpaste, makeup wipes, they get a bar of soap and a, um, a washcloth that they get to keep because I don't want them ruining mine. <laughs> so they get to keep that one. And with the tissue paper and the gift bag and the whole paper on the outside that tells every, them everything that's inside of it, it's $2.50. $2.50 is what it breaks down to. So this $2.50 bag gets people so excited and, and makes them feel so special that I would say at least half of the guests that we brought in through November have stayed two or three more times just in December. And these are just local people. These are people that can bring their own stuff if they wanted to. And they look forward to those little bags <laughs> and they spend like Christmas in our, in our building and they, you know, they do videos about it. And we have people that come in and do like woodwork for us. And they are just so excited about like, these small, simple things that we do that really just make them stand out. And it's all about just being, bringing value and being a person of value. That's so good. And it's like, it, it's so true. Like it, that one simple tweak of just branding it as a gift with, you know, I'm sure you'll put your logo and branding on it and all that yep. stuff, but with their name on it, one, it builds the brand Two, It makes them feel special. Mm -hmm. it, like for 250, right? And yeah. 20 seconds of a cleaner's time to write their name, right? Like genius. I love it. It's it's just something like people don't realize, like, okay, first off, in the short term rental industry, if you're not making money off of your cleaning fees, and I mean like good, serious money off of your cleaning fees, you're doing something wrong. Um, a lot of people charge cleaning fees where it's only the it covers only the toiletries and the consumables and the the cleaner's time here's a weird little trick. People really don't care about how much they're paying about a cleaning fee. Overall, I've probably had five people complain out of the thousand plus we've hosted. And those people always left my place trashy mess. <laughs> so that was always a red flag. Um, but they understand 
that a place has to be cleaned. And as long as you're not charging astronomical pricing for it, like I actually charge more for my cleaning fees than what they pay per night in their reservation. And we like just in 2019 alone, we actually generated 22 grand of net profits off of cleaning fees, which helped to offset all of the money that we, and like obviously paying the cleaners is already built into that cleaning price and paying for all the consumables was already built in. So that was money that we could use to expand and to grow and to do all those, the different things that we wanted to do. And so it's, People don't realize like there are multiple avenues, like one listing, you should be generating three sources of income off of it. Two of them consistent and one of them a one-off easily. Mm. Every single time you have a reservation. I, I absolutely love that. And I think, and I think the reason why I love it so much is because I mean, guys, we're on show 39 now. Right. And I, and, and, through Clubhouse as well. I've spoken and we've spoken and we share room with a lot of great, great hosts. And the main difference between the the big operators and the one that I know are going to be very successful is it's it's really two things. One, it's that desire to provide great value and to take care of people. But two is the fact that we all look at this as a business. And, mm-hmm. and the reality is that like, business are in business to make money and there is no shame in making money as long as you're giving value and creating great great product and people want to be taken care of and as as tia was saying if they feel taken care of they don't care about what they're spending Mm -hmm. right you care about what you're spending when you're feeling taken advantage of and not seen and not taken care of but if you take care of people they are happy to support your business because they love the experience and there is an equal exchange that goes on. Exactly. So I love that. You're muted. And there's mis- uh, there's this misconception <laughs> that you have to spend so much money too. Like when people go, okay. Uh, for example, if you guys were to have a one bedroom, one bath on average, how much do you think you would have spent getting the entire thing set up? Like a whole, a whole one bedroom bath with kitchen, living room, everything. I know for us, I don't do many one bedrooms, but I would say we'd probably spend like soup to nuts to have it completely ready somewhere between seventy five hundred and ten grand, depending on the <gasps> layout and the size. Holy smokes! Whoa. Okay, what if I told you all thirty six units cost me less than seventy five thousand dollars? We say how? <laughs> yeah. It's because you're spending money on the wrong things. You can always increase. I've created 150 different kinds of looks. So one of my specialties is going in and furnishing properties and furnishing them really well, even if it takes me more time on a much smaller budget. So man, I wish I will send you pictures and you can actually, if you want to go, you're going to look it up, go to airbnb.com forward slash h forward slash lofty l-o-f-t-i-e let's do 22 yeah you should send it to us so we can we can add it to the show notes yeah and also also let us know what the property i I assume you're gonna have a website soon if you don't have already we would love to tag that on the notes um which kind of brings us we also want to be respectful of your time Mm -hmm. um, because i'm sure you're busy there's for sure a clubhouse going on right now that you want to jump on Um, (laughs) where where can people kind of learn more about you get in touch with you 
see your amazing property. I don't even think I wanted to go to Illinois, um, but I might want to now. Come on over, come live on site. I'll totally show you around. I do all my trainings out of here. Um, So we do training programs. I actually have a whole bunch of students arriving on Saturday. So we do one week long trainings and you live on site and they're actually going to be furnishing my 12 units (laughs) for me. Yes. Genius. Um, (laughs) But you know, like, so you can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, you can find me at lofty spaces, L O F T I E spaces, or you can reach out to my personal Facebook page. Just make sure to DM me that you are a real person and not some like sketchy dude or lady, um, at Tia dot Bailey. And then the number one after it, or you can just follow me on Instagram at Tia Bailey underscore private coach. And before we get into the last question, yeah. Uh, for anybody that's listening to the podcast, make sure you join our free Facebook group because we do have, we stream all of these podcasts live into the short-term rental secrets, Facebook group. And after we stop recording this, we've got a few people on that have questions for Tia. So if you want to have a chance to ask our guests, your questions, make sure you join the short-term rental secrets, Facebook group, because one, you're going to get to see these episodes recorded live two, three, four, five weeks before they actually air on iTunes, Spotify, and all those other platforms. And two, you get access to these speakers. So just want to include that in there. So E, why don't you drop the last question? We'll cut the recording and then we'll do some Q and A. Yeah. So, oh, I'm excited. I don't usually get to ask the last question. Um, So the last question that we ask everybody is what is your number one secret for success in short-term rentals? I'm going to tie it back to being a person of value. It's, when you are a person of value, everything that you do is true and authentic and it just seeps out of you in your words, your actions, everything that you do. And the people that you want to be around will pick up on that. And those that pick up on that are the ones that recognize someone of value. And so they want to be a part of you and then also sharing you into their network of opportunities. And, you know, being, becoming a person of value means personal growth. you got to be reading books. you got to be on clubhouses. you got to be on, it, like, getting into your niche, getting into your, like, for the short-term rental industry. You need to be educating yourself day in and day out. Um, I'll send you guys a link to a Patrick da- David. Um, he had amazing, amazing little YouTube thing that was like an hour long, blew my freaking mind. I've listened to it three times in the last 48 hours. Um, it's just so, good. so powerful. And, and it, yeah, so definitely just becoming a person of value and having services that not necessarily are, you know, money gouging, but that people can identify with and, and making them and don't, and having like one service that can serve a lot of people in different aspects, just dif- depending on the situation that is needed for it. Love that. Well, thank you again, Tia, for being on the show. Yeah, this was absolutely. so much fun. I'm sure we'll be in touch for sure. I want to see this project all the way through and see all these cool spaces that you're designing. Definitely want to see the selfie rooms. That sounds Heck very yeah. interesting. Give me about two uh, weeks and it'll be ready. Love Perfect. that. Love that. Send them to us. Send them to us on uh, on IG so I can reshare it for you. Oh, dude, just come out here. You can yeah. come live on site. You can come downstairs, yeah. get a coffee. You, 
I, I love you guys. Your podcast? But I tell this to uh, Mike all the time. You guys have this thing up there called winter. Yeah, and it is very cold. I, I won't lie. Yeah, I don't do winter. Um, <laughs> but hey, when when the sunshine comes comes back, I'll I'll come. More yeah, it's happen. like nine. It gets up to like ninety to one hundred out here, so for sure. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you again, Tia. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.